All right, welcome back to episode number 20. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. All right, here is a podcast that I've been looking forward to for quite some time. Kelsey's been begging me to come on the podcast, but I told her we had to kind of build some anticipation before I brought her on. And um, finally, she kind of broke down my walls and, and I'm letting her on for episode number 20. No, the truth is I had to bring her down to Punta Cana, Dominican Republic to get her on here. That was kind of part of the deal is if I brought her on a seven day trip, then she'd come on the podcast. So really thankful to you, Kelsey, for coming on. It's a conversation that I have been looking forward to. Um, I was like chatting with you and, and visiting and it seems like it comes so easily with you. So of course, uh, when I was bringing guests onto the podcast, it only felt natural that you and I would have a conversation like this someday. So thank you for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm definitely a behind the scenes kind of gal. So to be on a podcast is outside of my comfort zone, but we'll see how she goes. You're doing great. So Kelsey, the first question that I have for you is how how is it going? How's Punta Cana? How is the Hyatt Ziva that we're staying at? Punta Cana is amazing, that's for sure. It definitely has exceeded any expectations that I had. It's beautiful. The service is wonderful. The beach is amazing. White sands, blue waters, the Caribbean blue waters. Yeah, so far, I mean, we're 24 hours in and it's been amazing. It has. Yeah, it's been pretty amazing. We've been, we've been to a few other resorts and it's always interesting just to kind of see the kind of the maybe vibe or the hospitality or the customer service from one place to the next, but definitely uh, the crew here has been outstanding and they're, uh, what would you say, kind of cute in the way that they uh, provide their service. They always kind of put their hand over their heart and uh, definitely seem like they really want us to have a good time. So um, it's, it's pretty amazing what they're doing here. Yeah, every time we're walking and we meet someone, they look you in the eye, they greet you, good morning, good afternoon, how are you? They seem to genuinely care, genuinely care how we're doing and that we're enjoying our time. Yeah, and I think it's just amazing because so much of my work is kind of around connection and um and being to a few different of these a few different resorts or a few different environments like this, um it's it's amazing how much it improves our experience when the when the um, hospitality crew is really looking to connect with you. Uh, we were just sitting on the beach just an hour ago or so, and uh, and I, I can't remember his name right off the top of my head, but he came over and Kelsey probably does. She's Alejandro. <laughs> Alejandro, yeah. He came over and uh, you know wanted to know how long we we're here. Uh, we've been here, how long we we're staying, where we we're from. Uh, seems like everybody knows the Minnesota Twins down here for some reason. Every mm-hmm. time we say we're from Minnesota, they're all like, "Ah, Minnesota Twins." Um, but you know, just wanted to have a conversation with us, and it, it's like that that little connection that really seems to up level the experience. And I think that's so true for all of life. 
Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Yeah. Like two minutes later, he was arguing with another guy trying to convince him that he can haul his beach chairs across the sand that no need as a guest to be the one to do the work. And I have to, I have to say I had empathy for that husband. So yeah, it's like a husband and he's hauling two beach chairs or beach. Yeah. I guess lounge chairs across the sand and Alejandro kind of intercepts him and, and has an argument, you know, a nice kind of friendly argument with him. And he ends up hauling Alejandro ends up getting the chairs from this guy and starts hauling him across the beach. And, and uh, the husband, as he's, as he's walking with him, he's like, my wife isn't going to be happy. <laughs> I was like, I know, I know how that is. The wife probably sent him over and said, don't make sure that they don't, you know, they don't do that. And uh, Alejandro won on that one. So yeah, the vibe here though is amazing. It's a modern style has like the picturesque palm trees leading up to the beach and we have a nice balcony overlooking the pool area. Yeah, it's been good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, as as we've been here, it's been amazing just to like kind of consider that we've been able to do this. And I would say that we've been able to do a lot in our life, Kelsey. We've been able to do uh, so much traveling and so much amazing things. And, you know, it's been on on very few resources, I would say. And even this trip, like I was, I was looking at, the value that's here. And we're kind of looking around and seeing like a lot of the people that are here are spending like over a thousand dollars a night to be here. And, uh, you and I, we've kind of figured out a lot of ways to, to do things and maximize value. And this has been one of them. Uh, you know, we've, we've opened up a few different credit cards and, uh, got the, got the bonus points from them and, um, and it's allowed us to stay here for some time. So I wonder if you can kind of talk about how you and I have over the last 10 years, we've, we've kind of stretched uh, our resources and and been able to do a lot of really incredible things. And and it's been a lot of fun and I've enjoyed so many of these little trips that we've done, but um, it seems like we've had to kind of work at, at it too, to make it happen. Yeah, that's for sure. Definitely. We started out, we got married young. We were kind of on a shoestring budget both of us were in school the first year. Then you went through school, went through the master's program. And actually, when we got married, we were making a cumulative wage of sixteen fifty. And now we look back on that and we're like, wow, that's just kind of incredible. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so definitely my passion has been to live, I guess, as good of a life on as little resources as possible. I love finding a good deal favorite stores are like the thrift stores, you know, Goodwill, Salvation Army, all those kind of things. And I love to get maximum value for minimum cost. So yeah, the whole travel hacking deal has it's been your passion, but I have thoroughly benefited mm-hmm. from it. Like I have loved all the little vacations and trips and free tickets and mm-hmm. whatnot that we've been able to capitalize on. Yeah, it's been amazing. And as, as a, uh we kind of started this. I remember we'd go on like smaller trips and and the smaller trips would be good, but we'd always kind of be talking like, Oh, it just wasn't long enough. And, and uh, now as we've had kids, it seems like we enjoy our longer vacations with the kids. But I really noticed like on this trip, especially like, it seems like our values are kind of shifting a little bit to where um, it seems like we'd enjoy a little bit shorter trips one-on-one and, and longer trips with the kids. It's just really hard to, be away from the kids for, for so long. And, and I know it puts a lot of like stress and pressure on you. So I think, I think we're kind of noticing even as we go through this, that, 
you know, maybe we'd actually enjoy it more if we did like smaller, smaller kind of getaways like this. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I definitely think like 10 years, uh, the anniversary that we're celebrating is something to acknowledge. That's for sure. And it's fun to do a longer vacation. It's, I know it's special to be together, just the two of you and get that quality time and quality mm-hmm. visiting. But as a mom, it, it was a struggle. And I know I still think about the kids when we're here, but mm-hmm. just to leave them and yeah, I may have cried mm-hmm. <laughs> half an hour on the way. Yeah. She's an amazing mom and I love her so much. And just her whole heart is is there serving others. And I've really seen that come through so much. And she really wants the kids to have a, a good and, and caring environment. But she's also truly like concerned for the how the babysitters are doing and how they're how they're faring with our kids and all our energy there. Um, so there's just so much. And, and, you know, I've talked on here just about like a mother's heart. It's, it's so big and it's so loving and so selfless. And, um, you know, sometimes even you mothers, uh, you can get lost in, in caring for other people. And, um, and I, I think sometimes we do need that reminder, that little message that, you know, it's okay to put your own oxygen mask on, on first, but it's also finding that balance, you know, like what is really truly filling your bucket and fulfilling you. And, um, and really right now, I feel like we're noticing we're at a stage in our, in our life where the kids are our priority. They are important to us and, and our heart is, is really there. And I think that is something that comes out of this, you know, it's, it's like, um, even recognizing it, it's it's like we're here for a week. We're going to enjoy this um, for sure. But we also learn things about ourselves as we move through life. And and that was I think kind of one of the biggest takeaways so far is like we really we're really there for the kids right now. That's kind of our yeah, period in, in life. Having six kids that you're leaving behind has given me that perspective that maybe just three four nights is plenty at this stage of our life. But mm-hmm. No, I've always told Brett that anytime either one of us is away from the family to just make sure we, I don't know, make the most of it and mm-hmm. enjoy our time and whatnot. So I'm definitely going to try to do that down here. And it has been fun. It has. It yeah. has been moments where I feel a little pain in my heart, but that's yeah. too. And, and, you know, it's like we're, we're learning these things, but we're also having a lot of time just to talk and have some of those conversations and let them run out. Uh, that maybe we we haven't been able to do with like the the things going on with my work or our work uh, and the kids and the needs of the kids. You know, it's it's really once you have six kids or one kid, it really doesn't matter. Um, you know, they they are kind of a twenty four seven job, and um, they don't really let you have like you know time for a long conversation hours, or, or they're not patient for us to. Uh, work through things or have conversations. So we've had to f- kind of figure out how to do a lot of that on the fly, but yeah, pack them in the van and go for a drive. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Um, but you know, now when we, when we have this time, it's just been like those conversations kind of can start and, and they go until they dwindle to an end and they're not interrupted by kids saying they're hungry or mm-hmm. diapers that need to be changed or floors that need to be scrubbed or laundry that needs to be switched. It's, it is it is something that is is valuable and i i think of kind of that piece where you know the best thing that we can do for those kids is to make sure that our relationship mm-hmm. is strong and 
Um, it's just these little times where we can get away, where we can kind of come up with a game plan of how to stay connected kind of in the fire of parenting of mm-hmm. kids and work. And yeah. And I think getting away on a plane somewhere isn't the only way to do it. I think you can really be intentional with your time at home. If you, it's the season of life that you're in where it's harder to get mm-hmm. away or there's life circumstances that have affected that. I think just being intentional with your relationship, whatever the two of you enjoy connecting over can also happen just your own mm-hmm. home. Yeah. And maybe, maybe as a father and as a husband, I'd even kind of encourage the mothers out there to to kind of go through some of the hard things to to get away to spend some time with your husband because I know that it can be hard I know that it can be painful but I know that also those husbands really enjoy kind of seeing you and getting that time with you and having that full access to you and and so I think that you know, there's that idea that some of the best things are behind hard, hard moments. And yeah, you, we don't always have to like get whatever we are, 2000 miles away. Um, we, we were able to kind of sneak away out in the woods last couple of weeks, snowshoeing. And I enjoyed that, you know, just, mm-hmm. just as much as 45 minutes where we yeah. were just able to tromp through the woods and, and visit. And, and it's, it is those times, but I think they do require a little bit of energy on the, on the front end, you know, mm-hmm. we had to, kind of set up the kids and and go for a while the babies were napping and yeah sure. but as a husband i'll say like it's always so appreciated and i'm always so happy that you're willing to put in that work on the front end yeah well i kind of joke that you know i'm kind of a box checker around home i like to do lists. i like productivity i like to get things done and so brett likes to have me on vacation mode every now and again <laughs> a little bit more of a fun kelsey when i'm away from my responsibilities it's it's just such a perfect balance because, you know, Kelsey's so good at like time management and getting things done. She's super efficient. She's super like responsible, I, I would say. Smoothing over a lot of things. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of where I might be smoothing something over. But if I think of it, I'll, I'll for sure mention it here. But I'm a pretty forgetful guy, too. So she's probably right. She knows that about me. But um. But I would say that, you know, when when she is doing all that stuff, it's like the things that I love about her for sure. And and I know like just going to our conflict cycle, um, that that is something that does flare up some of my own insecurities. Like I want to know that I'm important to you too. And um, I want to know like you want to be with me and, and that I'm a priority. And I remember one time in, in our old house there, even asking you like, where, when can I be a box that you check? And, and really it was just me asking like, am I important to you? And, um, and and it's interesting because Kelsey, I know, I know she's, she like values me and I'm important to her, but that's how like the conflict cycle works is we have these questions that aren't necessarily about you and how you show up and if you care and if you love, but they're really about me and some of like the insecurities that I hold that that I think makes sense for who I am and, and what I do, but they, they're not necessarily because of how Kelsey's showing up. And and I think it's important to recognize that, but it is something that um, we've had a lot of conversations around, just mm-hmm. like how to regulate me when I might feel like I'm not important to you and how to regulate you when you feel like I'm not, I don't care about you. Cause I mm-hmm. think that's kind of the piece that comes up is 
I don't want to connect with you or I'm not. We don't have the same values or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about the conflict cycle. I think that's a nice little transition there because, you know, it's something that we haven't talked about our whole marriage. It's come up in the last maybe four years or so, Uh, but it's been a topic of many, many, many hours of conversations, Mm -hmm. I would say. Yeah, that's for sure. I guess it's one thing that I get asked often is what's it like being married to a therapist? And we've had to use the conflict cycle in our marriage or we've gotten to. It's been a tool that we actually learned when we went to a marriage seminar a few years ago. And I think at the time, neither of us really realized maybe the impact it would have on our relationship. But what an amazing tool it is to have. But yeah, to be married to a therapist, I assure you, is similar to being married to anyone else in any other profession. Mm -hmm. Like we're just two imperfect people trying to have the best relationship we can have and to maintain that closeness that we crave and whatnot. So I I think it's, yeah, I think it's to some people's surprise that, you know what, it's probably a lot like your marriage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's interesting because people are always asking Kelsey, like, Oh, what, what, what's that like? Like, is he always telling you what to do? Or is he always like, telling you where you're wrong or where you need to be fixed or anything like that. And, and the truth is like, Kelsey's been the best marriage therapist for me. <laughs> well, um, often when we're in the middle of conflict and I'm like, well, if someone were to come in your office with this issue, like what would you tell them? And it never goes over well. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's how, that's how it is. It's, it's really um, something that, you know, we have really valued, I think our marriage and, and we've really um, I've found the, I've found the, benefits of being in my profession, I would say, uh, because I think everything that I've done, I would say has strengthened our marriage. Mm -hmm. We don't have a perfect marriage by any means. Like we don't have a conflict free marriage. If that's what a perfect marriage is, we have our conflict, but definitely learning about the conflict cycle and learning how to begin to talk to each other. It really was like changing how we talk to each other For sure, that I feel like has, has really changed uh some of the things that would go on in the past and in the past i, I would say it was never like a knockout drag out argument but it would be it, it would be uncomfortable in the house for mm-hmm. a few days well especially when we got married like we were young and we kind of rolled the highs and rolled the lows together mm-hmm. like it would last days at a time sometimes where it's just like we weren't fighting but we just didn't feel that connection things mm-hmm. were just a little bit off and I remember just knowing like she wasn't happy with me or that was what was going through my mind is like, she's not happy with me. Like, you know, why did I screw this up? Why can't she be happy with me? Why can't she see like I'm trying hard? Like all these kind of things would go through me. And I was kind of like so focused on myself that I thought like the, you know, really the best thing to do was to um, communicate that in the best way that I knew how. And that was to just shut down and not say anything. And uh, it definitely wasn't like, wasn't like no communication, but I felt like I was communicating to you, like mm-hmm. I'm hurt. I'm not happy, but I don't know what you saw. Was, what, what would you say you saw? Yeah, I saw you definitely shutting down and kind of pulling away. And to me, I'm like, ah, that's not what I want. I want to feel connected. So I'd ask you like, what's, what are you thinking? What's going on? And that didn't really feel good to you. I mean, you felt like I was kind of probably on your case. Yeah. No, it was, it was interesting just to see, like, once we got the cycle, we could see how we were both like trying to fix it, but we were both a little bit lost Mm -hmm. in ourself. And what the cycle I feel like has been able to, has allowed us to do, has been able to really kind of understand each other's perspective. Mm -hmm. 
And I find like the biggest thing that I've taken away from it is like, even though I think I'm the problem and even though I think you're unhappy with me, the best thing I can do is to move towards you and I can actually kind of be the solution here. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you've heard me say this probably quite a bit. It's like, I want to figure this out with you. Yeah, totally. And and that's been like another thing that has really helped me. Uh, that's been like my biggest takeaways is like letting Kelsey know like, you know what? Like, I, yeah, there's like hurt or I can see I upset you, but I want to figure this out with you. I want to stay together. I want to, and it's not even like together in a, in a physical sense. It's like, I want to stay together in emotional sense through this. And yeah. And I feel like for me as the pursuer and this part of our relationship, anyway, I, I definitely can understand now that you're pulling away because you're not feeling like enough, you're feeling inadequate. Mm. And so if I can see that or understand that in the moment or in the middle of our conflict, it's easier to like come to you maybe from below and realize that like, I'm better off that way versus just kind of like the attack or the questions, like the 20 mm-hmm. questions from from your wife that isn't actually making you feel any better or any more connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's been amazing. And and I would say like it, it really has fundamentally changed the way that we argue and, and yet we'll still have kind of an old fashioned argument <laughs> for, it seems like a few hours at times or even like a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it seems like we, we now, like it's like riding a bike now that we know how to do this. It, that's kind of how we always re- mm-hmm. seem to resolve it. Where in the past, it used to be like we'd have a disagreement and it would kind of like bake for three days and then it would eventually blow over. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that we ever like figured it out really. Um, we ever like felt good. Yeah. yeah. It was just like, okay, we're going to get over this and, and mm-hmm. pretend like it never happened really. Yep. And even at that workshop, those couple of years ago, they kind of told us, I guess, that the conflict cycle isn't used to necessarily prevent conflict. Like that's not the goal in a healthy marriage even is to prevent it, but it's more of just the tool that you can use to come together. It's the repair process and it kind of guides you through that repair process that that's what's really helped us anyway. One of the little quotes that came out of that weekend too was when you understand you can't help but love. And so I think really understanding those underlying vulnerabilities or whatnot that each other has can help you just love. It's pretty special. That is. Yeah, it's felt amazing just to feel that, especially like on the heels of conflict. Like, I feel like we've really been able to understand each other better through this process. And even when we've had like strong emotions kind of come between us, we've been able to get back on the same team and and feel that connection again. And oftentimes it feels even stronger Mm -hmm. uh, on that backside. It feels like a really secure connection. So that's good. Mm -hmm. Um, So... I guess this kind of then it naturally leads into maybe what is the hardest thing that we've ever faced in our marriage? And, you know, I think it's a, it's a question that I'm curious to hear from you. I I, I prepped Kelsey that this was coming, but she doesn't know what I'm going to say. And I don't know what she's going to say. So. Yeah. To be honest, prep Kelsey means 20 seconds before we hit record. It's like, Oh, I'm actually going to ask you. this. (laughs) It's a long time for me. I shouldn't be surprised, but <laughs> um, I guess off the cuff, there's two different time periods that I feel like were difficult in our marriage as far as feeling connection or feeling like we had a strong, strong base. And that was, there's a period where we lost a niece and we lost many friends, kids, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we had a few close friends that also lost their young children, like really young, young sixteen yep. months and younger. And us being at the same stage of life as them, it kind of felt like I don't know. I just it it was a hard time for us. Mm-hmm. I think it really hit home, and you're trying to navigate grief, and you also want to be a support to your friends that mm-hmm. are feeling that grief so closely. And at the same time, yeah, I was pregnant. You were in grad school. Financially, things were tight. And mm-hmm. I just kind of felt like a lot of things all at once. And I was handling myself, you know, like just trying to, you know, navigate through it blindly. And Brett was doing things his way and kind of he had a lot going on with work and school and whatnot. I think you're running your own business at the time, too. Mm-hmm. And it kind of just felt like we were missing each other. Like we didn't really know how to connect through each other's life situations. And mm-hmm. I feel like that was probably like a solid. I don't know, half a year, nine months where it just kind of was like getting through it and not necessarily like being each other's support. Yeah. I don't think we knew how to communicate. And I think our cycle, like looking back on it, our cycle really came up because mm-hmm. I think that was really a time where you were really looking for me to like help you believe I cared. Mm-hmm. And, and you maybe kind of like were a little bit more reserved. You didn't know how to communicate that, at least in a way that I could hear it. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, like from my perspective, it seemed like Kelsey just kind of became consumed with all these other things. Um, and and definitely I was busy and I kind of remember that time feeling like I was losing you mm-hmm. almost. Um, didn't know how to like reach you and uh, sure. and probably wasn't always like the I don't have I don't have any strategy for it either. Probably just told you that like I don't know where you went. Mm-hmm. Come back, uh, welcome home anytime. Uh, and and I think that really hurt because it was like, can't you see past your nose breath that I'm hurting? And um, and yeah, it was it was tough because I think I was really confused, uh, and I tend to I tend to probably run a lot more selfish than you do. You're a lot more like selfless i would say and it's a beautiful thing and i think that you know it still was hard for me to i I was so i was in an insecure place Mm -hmm. and um and it was still hard i think for me to really understand that but now with the language that we have and the communication that we have it seems like it seems like I would hope that we'd at least be able to better understand each other through that time. But I would say it was a confusing time. Yeah. It was one of those things where like you hear before you're married that one of the blessings of a spouse is that, you know, like the joys are doubled and the trials or the burdens, you know, you have that support they're halved or whatever. And I feel like looking back on that time, it it felt like we were each kind of consumed by our own things going on and Mm -hmm. we didn't really have each other's support or didn't really feel like that was, we were connected through that. And mm-hmm. I know sometimes hard things just, you know, happen. You both just have to navigate kind of blindly through. But yeah, I definitely feel like we have language now to maybe communicate our own needs or what's going on for us a little bit better. Mm-hmm. And and I would say, like, I don't know if it's just me growing up or um, developing or, or what it is exactly. But uh, the longer I've been married to you, Kelsey, the more I've been inspired to like serve you. And it's something that has come up for me, like, especially in the last four, four years, especially I remember like in the last couple of years, really focusing on like how 
it actually felt good or better for me to serve you. And and I feel like you serve me so like wholly and, and selflessly. And I re- began to recognize like it, it wasn't something that I lo- liked just being a receiver of. Um, and I don't know that I intentionally did it, but I began to like feel that. And, and I feel it, it creates like this, connected feeling to me to be able to like serve you. And it's something like I began to recognize and, um, and maybe that would, that's a change here that wasn't there present, whatever that was six years ago or so. Um, but I also, I also really think like, I didn't totally understand how some of these things were affecting you, impacting you. Mm -hmm. And there was a little bit of that piece, that difference of, of how we really relate to other people. Um, and and I know Kelsey, you really feel other people's emotions very, I would say, reflectively or, or like a mirror. Um and you really hold a lot of love for so many people and and I think, you know, you really even you experienced some loss during those years and mm-hmm. uh it was something that I didn't fully like recognize or, or realize. Uh, that this was impacting you in that way and it took years to mm-hmm. uh, at least met months maybe a year or two to really figure out what was going on but it was a time of disconnect confusion. Yeah, you, you did t- just touch on like the fact about you serving me and I think that part of that is I guess my my fault in our relationship too because I think that I like to know that everyone around me is happy like it, it makes me feel secure when I think like, okay, Brett is happy and kids are happy, then I can finally be happy. And that's something I'm still working on is like, you know what, everyone gets to have their emotions and their experience and I can, I only actually can control my own happiness. Hmm. And so to be able to like serve other people, it feels like, okay, I'm helping them be happy, but really that's like a selfish thing. You know, it's for my own. That's interesting. It's my own happiness is sometimes what drives that, that serving. Hmm. But yeah, I think with our relationship, especially, it's been one of those things that like, I am trying to learn how to get better about receiving too. Hmm. I think it's, it can feel good to feel cared for that way. And I think it can feel good for you to care in that way too, that I, I've been rebuked a few times by some close friends like, Kelsey, you need to learn how to say thank you. <laughs> when they've noticed Brett complimenting me, you're doing something for me. And that's, it's, I've laughed at it, but I also know the truth of it too, that it's not something I'm good at is recognizing, or I guess it probably particularly with our relationship. Mm-hmm. I like don't want to inconvenience people, but I also need to acknowledge when people do mm-hmm. those nice things for me. And I think it comes up probably more in our relationship than mm-hmm. even other people's. But Sure. And, and I think like, you know, we can kind of say, well, it's it's your fault it's my fault but really i think like you know this is this is the complexity of human dynamics and mm-hmm. it's really just kind of coming down to like how can we stay connected and it's sometimes it's just recognizing like there there are days where i really feel like kelsey thanks me with her whole heart without her mouth even without her lips you know she doesn't say the right words or doesn't even show up the right way but i do feel like you are just all in on this relationship and and you know when i can like see that it it's enough it's more than enough mm-hmm. and and i think like that's some of my own work too and all that so yeah the other thing that i feel like we 
have faced. It was a period of our life back a number of years ago now, but where um, we dealt with the struggle of porn in our Mm -hmm. relationship. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that, I guess, healing process or that trial has totally brought us closer together for Mm -hmm. sure. But it had its period of like, maybe there's a little bit of a uneasiness or like a trust thing. And that was a process that we had to work on together. And looking back, you can always see how those things bring you closer together when you can work through something or work Mm -hmm. at something together. Yeah. I think that period is, is so interesting to me because there's a few things that I really remember. Um, I remember really like, I think we were in the sauna that night and we were having a conversation and I think you were like sharing how, how much you care about me or how much you love me. And I remember sitting there just feeling like I, I couldn't even accept that because she didn't know the truth. And, and uh, we came out of the sauna that night and I remember exactly where I was sitting on the couch. You were getting water in the kitchen or something. And I just said, Hey, Kelsey, I need to share something with you. But it was, it was from my place. It was really like something that I knew that if I wanted to have the connection that I wanted with Kelsey, I needed I needed to share it and it was preventing me from feeling the connection that I had, but I felt so trusting. I felt so trusting that you would love me through it. Um, I really did. I felt like uh, I was doing it because I wanted a better relationship with you. I don't even know if I knew the totality of how much it would hurt you, but I really trusted you that you would care for me and mm-hmm. and that and you know it was, it was important for me even in my life of faith that it was something that was also like really i would say nagging me I, I felt like you know with with the way that we believe that this was something that i, I didn't want to live with my whole life mm-hmm. and um and you had confessed and shared things with me in the years prior to that throughout our courtship and early marriage years but i think that you knew that i didn't know like the entirety of yeah. it or like that. I definitely grew up a little bit more naive or a lot more <laughs> more naive mm-hmm. and maybe wasn't even aware of like the struggle that it is for so many men that I think you knew that and that's and it was still a persisting problem that yeah. you wanted that complete transparency in our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's been just so nice to kind of work through that and and continue talking about it. And it's been something that I think has allowed us to, uh, to really grow. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's something that we still, like I I would say, talk about today and and it still comes up in our relationship and in our marriage and in different ways. And Mm -hmm. I would say that, you know, with these kind of things, um, there are, there are scars that we have to kind of continue to navigate through and i would say there's still sensitive or tender mm-hmm. parts of that conversation that continue to come up today and um yeah i think there's a couple of the other things that maybe have been benefits out of that situation have been when we've actually connected with other couples that have experienced that same thing i think mm-hmm. your mind wants you to believe that you are alone in that struggle or whatever it it's and you're not it's one of those things that like if you can be vulnerable and share your story, then it actually 
opens up the bridge for connection with other couples. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's something that we both have experienced the benefits of yeah. just in our personal life even. And the other thing was, I remember that night that you were talking about that the thing that came to mind was in our premarital counseling. And the way we believe is that when you get married, you help each other on your path to heaven. Mm-hmm. And in that premarital counseling, it didn't maybe mean as much as that night that we mm-hmm. had that visit. But that night that we had that visit that came to mind is like, okay, now I'm Pratt's spouse. Mm. And that's part of my job here. And if the things that I struggle with, I want him to have that same same love and compassion and desire to serve yeah. and forgive and work on it together. That it's important for me to show up and pray for that heart that mm-hmm. wants to work on this together and not let it be a wedge that stays between us. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's really felt that way. I would say like, you know, uh, there's there's like the old Christmas story of the the Grinch whose heart grew three sizes, um, and and that really is like something that I experienced. I think throughout our marriage is is like I've had these acts of love like shown to me so much, like not from a worthy place I was for sure, but it's inspired me to to show the same care as best as I can. And it's really how I've experienced how love grows. It's like Kelsey has stepped out on a limb and loved me for no real reason, no real purpose that I can see other than to love me. And, um, and it really has like grown my heart to see it beyond myself in some ways. And, and it is my hope, my prayer, my wish that um, I could in some way someday return that love in any way, uh, but I do feel indebted and, um, and I hope that I, I always have that heart to serve you and to love you. I do. Yeah. And I don't want you to feel that indebtedness for sure, mm-hmm. but I think it's something we can be thankful that mm-hmm. God helped us in our relationship then and, and today. But it's, it, it softened me to like care for you and mm-hmm. and I felt that I don't know if you felt that but mm-hmm. I felt like a calling or an urge to to uh, care for you and yeah I think it's that's one you. of the blessings that comes from working through things together mm-hmm. no matter what it is yeah I would say you know when I thought of that there were two two periods that came to my mind as well um and we're not so in sync that they match up. But when once you said that, like I thought that was a, another time like that, and that was hard. But maybe me just kind of again going feeling self or or having that kind of selfish or self centered mentality. Um, I think like the the obviously the time with the porn came up, but then the time when I lost my job and and I was kind of mm-hmm. put out on my own. Uh, I felt especially that was a hard time for me and maybe I felt like in our marriage, I felt a lot of pressure to like figure that situation out. And, Mm -hmm. um, and it felt like a difficult time, but you know what, as I think about it, even it wasn't necessarily a difficult time for us. That is, that is kind of interesting. Cause now as I, as I like talk it through, it was a difficult time for me, but not necessarily for our marriage. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, when I, when I think of difficult periods in our life, that's one of them, but yeah, no, I can see that for sure. Yeah, but 
It definitely was like a time where it seemed like we actually came together. Mm -hmm. If I think about it now. Yeah, no, I think that's true. I definitely have memories of it being challenging, us being unsure financially. We had student debt that we had been doing the Dave Ramsey payoff Mm -hmm. as much as we can type of thing. But, and then all of a sudden we were without a job and we had just put all our savings at that student debt. And I remember like, oh, all of a sudden you needed my minivan to do these painting jobs and whatnot. And mm-hmm. that had its challenges too. I remember it being a time where my trust was tried. Like, yeah. Yeah. I remember we really turned to like our faith and it was, a, it was a, a good time. Another like hard period, but like a good time where we both like seemed to put our trust in, in something outside of ourselves. Mm-hmm. I remember like listening to a lot of sermons and it seemed like we really prayed intentionally during that time. and Yeah, that's one of those things that you, yeah, you turn to prayer when times are tough and you want to remember to have that thankfulness when mm-hmm. things are going good too. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting that when I, when I, 20 seconds before this, those were the two times I picked, but mm-hmm. it wasn't necessarily a time where we were in high conflict. It yeah. was, uh, I was worried that you'd be disappointed. I was worried that you'd maybe get upset with me that I wasn't pulling through um <laughs> no the only time i remember getting upset is when you're just like i was fired <laughs> and i was like okay cut the drama already happened. <laughs> uh, i i can yeah i can probably get in trouble with like joking around and and being dramatic and <laughs> things like that i but, got a little spice sour but like that's good <laughs> yeah yeah so kelsey really seems to value words <laughs> And uh, sometimes I got to use the right words. I know. No, that's all good. Uh, yeah, I think I think those were definitely some some hard moments and times where where we actually looking back on they were they were good for us. They mm-hmm. grew us closer together, and they shape you for sure. They do. Yeah, they do. Uh, so now, uh, what I want to do um, is just answer a few of the questions that we got. Uh, I put a little poll on or question box on social media and got some questions in. So we'll just kind of blast through these here quick and then, uh, and then we'll let you guys go for the week. So uh, the first question that we have here is what do you, and I haven't actually read these. So these are, these are surprise to both of us. What do you enjoy doing together the most? You'll go first and then I'll go first on the next one. Okay. I would say, I mean, travel pops up right away and that's, you know, we were obviously here in Punta Cana. It's amazing. I love traveling as a family because I don't have to deal with like the stress of leaving the kids beforehand, but I'd say that has brought a lot of fun and adventure to our lives. Mm -hmm. And then probably like the overarching one, if I were to answer that is just, I know, spending quality time together, connecting, like Mm -hmm. we've had a lot of good conversations. We both value conversations and makes us feel closer to each other. And so whether that's doing something new together or just sitting in a coffee shop chatting. Mm -hmm. It's like, Mm -hmm. we enjoy doing that socially too. Just good conversation. There's nothing like it. Yeah. Yeah. The first thing that popped into my mind was laughing, Mm -hmm. laughing together. It seems like that's something that we really enjoy. Well, that's what you promised. It was in our first year of marriage that you're vowing to make me laugh every day. (laughs) Something I enjoy doing. It's, it's uh, Kelsey when she's laughing it's like a million bucks. So. Um, maybe it's that little piece that, that wants her to be happy and wants to believe that I'm a, 
a piece of that too. And so it's always just been kind of a soft spot for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, biggest repeating challenges in life. So this is a little bit of a different question. What are the biggest repeating challenges in our life? I'll go first. Um, boy, right off the top of my head, the biggest repeating challenges in our life is probably figuring out like a routine for our family. That's what it feels like comes up right now is mm-hmm. like, how to structure our family so it works uh, like a well-oiled machine. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like we're always having that conversation and uh, continues to be a challenge. Yeah, I think we struggle with the wanting to be super flexible and then also kind of craving some of that structure that you almost need or some of the routines that you almost need when you're... Mm-hmm. I feel like we're kind of in big family life, you know, with six kids at home and they're all pretty little that it's like... Yeah, we need to establish some of these routines to make things go a little smoother at times. But then we both like to go, go, go and like the flexibility too. So I would agree with that for sure. That's one of the challenges. And then working together, I think Mm. has been something that has come up a little bit. Like back when you were doing the painting company, my role was a little bit different. I was a little bit more removed from it, but we'd work on some things together at different periods. And then just in this therapy company now too, therapy and coaching, I feel like that's been one thing that, you know, just kind of, I've wondered what my role is in it mm-hmm. and you want to do it with me. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think, I think uh, it really comes down to like, I didn't think you're a very good painter, but <laughs> I do think you're a, a pretty good therapist and coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so, you know, when I got into this business, I I really felt like I valued your thoughts and I valued some of your direction and um, your feedback. And it just seems natural to hold you close through this. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, through a lot of the marketing things like so right now, basically, my role is to help with some of the online marketing of it. Obviously, Brett and his sessions and whatnot, that's all confidential for him. But I feel like and now I am working two days a week alongside Brett, working on a lot more like the digital marketing and with the team. Mm-hmm. And that's been fun, but mm-hmm. it's definitely been something that we've had to navigate. We have, obviously, we're married and then working together through business. It's kind of like, okay, which hat do I have on? Mm-hmm. She looks good in any hat, though. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but I think these last couple months, it's, I feel like they've been connecting. They have been. Yeah, it's been good. It hasn't always been that way around the work. Seems like no. sometimes the conflict <laughs> cycle would, would come up where I felt like I felt pretty insecure in a lot of the stuff. And mm-hmm. um, anytime you'd give me feedback, I wanted the feedback, but only if it was good. Yeah. And this is a lot of it is in terms of like digital marketing, yeah. like producing videos or content. That's where mm-hmm. the insecurities have been. Right? Yeah. I remember like one, one of our really most more mem- memorable disagreements um, I always use fights, but so people are always like, you know, what what does a fight really look like? And for us, it's usually really quiet. They're, they're loud, quiet fights. But um, I remember one time, you know, I was trying to come up with some content, and uh, I remember just looking at you like, why don't you like come up with some ideas? Because I I, I was like feeling like I was kind of put myself out there, and then you just pop the bubble, and then I'd have to reblow up a bubble, and then you pop it again, and. And that was kind of our our dynamic. I felt like through it. I'm like, what do you? Ex- yeah, what does this look like? What's your vision? I was asking for all the details. Like, and you blow some bubbles. Yeah. 
Uh, I can pop nah, those. Yes, like I said before, I'm a behind the scenes kind of girl. So anything that like requires me to put myself out there, especially videos or even podcasts, this type of thing, it's like eek. I'd rather crawl under my covers than have to mm-hmm. yeah, show up this way. But and that was the type of marketing that Brett was doing. So definitely I was like, I can't believe you have the courage or to, the ability to even do this. And yeah, you kind of took it like you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> It was like any any little piece of feedback, I definitely would run with it negatively, mm-hmm. but it really was because of my insecurities there. Yeah. I think that's how they work is when we are insecure, we we take in information through that lens and mm-hmm. and it shapes kind of how we hear it. Um how has uh, this is kind of piggybacking off this, how has our relationship changed or has it since we started working together? Okay, yeah. You go yeah. first. I thought I went first last time, but I'll go again. Um, the, I would say that, especially in the working working together, we, we've been kind of doing it for whatever, four years now, at least, uh, in, in some dynamic, at least. Uh, and I would say that in the last year, it's really seemed to gotten a lot better. I would say prior to that, we we would both agree that it wasn't very conducive but i kept kind of knocking on the door and you kept trying to serve and uh i wasn't really letting up i would say i would say like it really has changed where i feel like i've depended a little bit less on you in terms of like helping me believe in in what i'm doing or my product i've been more open to like constructive feedback even and and i would say critical feedback and i think that's helped our dynamic but maybe you have other thoughts too no, I feel like that's true. And I think one of those reasons why it has gotten better is that we've started hiring in help. Mm-hmm. So we can have that time where we're not juggling like dinner scene and trying to have a business conversation. It's been like time mm-hmm. set aside for us to just focus on the business. Mm-hmm. Like that has been huge. And then hiring in help on areas that neither of us really thrive. Mm-hmm. I think that has been huge that like, okay, and then we can focus on the things that we want to do or I, I feel like I excel at and that you excel at. And, and so in that way we haven't been, yeah, I guess going at it mm-hmm. on things that have been a struggle. So I feel like that's improved yeah. our working relationship. For sure. I agree. Uh, then do we enjoy alone time without each other? And if so, what's that like? I love a good ladies night for sure. I think like, yeah, that's kind of a whole nother conversation in terms of our relationship. Just mm-hmm. we like to do a lot of things together and mm-hmm. I like to do things here and there, you know, I guess with other people, not yeah. necessarily myself. Like I feel like I thrive when I'm connecting with others. That's what fills my bucket. For sure. So I'm not so much of an introvert where I need to recharge myself, but I would say that I know I still deal with like a little bit of a struggle if I there's a girl's trip to Florida that it's like it was a lot of fun. But I also think like, oh, what would it be like if this is Brett and I like going mm. to Florida or our family going to Florida? Like, yeah, yeah you, you deal with like a lot of practicalities that sometimes I have to help you through. But, I, you know, I think I was going to say this earlier, but it does seem like we have a, a good balance in that and we can really capitalize like. You've always been the saver. I bet I tend to be more of the spender. You tend to be like more of the practical one. I tend to be like, let's just wing it and have fun. Um, So, and even in that, you know, I think like, especially in these last couple of years, 
I've really seen like my role in really encouraging you to do some of those things because I do see how it brings like mm-hmm. a, a certain vibration to you and a certain color to you that is fun to see as a husband. Mm-hmm. No, uh, totally. For sure. Um, what are the things that you like to do? Oh, yeah. Things like I like to do. Or yeah. Do like to- no, I would say like, I would say I've seen the value of like doing some of those things that I enjoy doing that you don't enjoy doing so much. Um, you know, I used to feel like I really would try to get you to like them too. Like playing hockey. <laughs> like playing hockey or or snowboarding even. Like I think we enjoy like skiing and, and snowboarding together. I like like that time together with you. And I kind of like going with like guys who also snowboard and are maybe at my skill level or things like that. Or I would say I've seen like the value of that. Like I can go and, and fulfill myself there. And then I remember like one time we went to Colorado and I got to go skiing like one day by myself with, with some of my guy friends. And I really enjoyed that. Like it kind of like fills me up. I enjoy it. And then I kind of got to go a day with you. Um, Or maybe it was kind of two different trips. I I forget how how it went, but I remember like, I felt like a lot more like I was able to really be present with you and go at, at kind of your speed and, and I would say like, that's what I've seen when, um, when I've gone and kind of done things that I wanted to do and I enjoyed without trying to get you to like do it with me. Like, I feel like sometimes going to the skiing thing, I would put you in kind of like uncomfortable situations, like kind of push you beyond your, what you're comfortable with or what you enjoy doing even, uh, am I close? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that is truth to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's something that, uh. I would say like I tend to want to always be with you and I, I was gonna say I think you just want to be with somebody. <laughs> like you don't like to do anything alone either. So yeah. you're like, yeah, I wanna play golf, I wanna go snowboarding, I wanna play hockey, I wanna take saunas. Yeah. And like none of it you really probably wanna do so much by yourself. Yeah, and maybe like if you were like interested or had the time to do those things, like you'd be my favorite partner my favorite mate for sure yeah no i think it's i tend to find probably the reasons how it doesn't fit into my life mm-hmm. especially raising little kids it's like okay yep there's a lot of things that you yeah. know it doesn't make sense you know to hire babysitters to do this or do that or get good at golf or whatever mm-hmm. for sure maybe in the retirement years but i think about it and i'm like you know what maybe it's meant to be that way because mm-hmm. it's really allowed me to and you to hold on to like some really close dear friends that mm-hmm. You know, if we, it could be easy just to kind of get lost in each other and then we lose like all these other relationships that are so important to both of us, I think. Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, so, ooh, Kelsey's favorite date night destination. Let's see. Uh, uh, who answers this one first? <laughs> I do. I think sure hey, that's mine to answer first. So, Kelsey's favorite date night destination has got to be. Boy, uh, if I were bringing you on a date, it'd probably be like basically a drive into the cities and a drive out of the cities and we'd go to a restaurant that it's, I got it. I figured it out. Her favorite date night destination is whatever restaurant has a gift card. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where we go. Yeah. No, uh, that and then I was going to say I like a good vibe. So yeah. like we tend to, especially in the summer months or when the weather is decent, Hit up the Excelsior, Centennial Lakes, and Edina, Wyzetta. It's just kind of a quaint vibe area where you can just walk outside and either by the lake or by the gardens. And 
Yeah. I know there's nothing like a good vibe. So restaurants that have a good vibe, that's always good too. But yeah, as far as eating out, definitely it kind of, it's one of those things that we're, we tend to be cheapskates. I tend to be a cheapskate. Mm-hmm. I like good food. Mm-hmm. I like but... a happy wife. <laughs> ah, so I don't know if I have a list of restaurant recommendations necessarily, but mm-hmm. yeah. So good coffee, good food, good conversation. You know, that's really, vibe. that's really what we, that's probably what we try to do or what we set our dates up to do is mm-hmm. for a conversation. Yeah. We don't tend to like do like many side by side activities or things like that where there's not so much conversation, but mm-hmm. uh, it seems like that's kind of what we're motivated to do on our dates is find somewhere to chat. Yeah, for sure. Uh, last question here. Um, what, how do we find work-life balance, especially when we work together? And how do we manage the spouse and work roles within our relationship? So we've kind of touched on a few things, but again, a little bit of a different angle. So, Yeah, I think the work-life balance, everyone is always trying to find that and what works for your relationship and maybe even like your life situation at the time. Like, I think probably Brett has realized that when I have a babysitter, I'm on work mode. And when I don't have a babysitter, like I can have casual conversations, but I'm not really like on the clock. My mind is more in mom mode or try to be Mm -hmm. wife mode instead of work mode. So I feel like the babysitting has kind of defined maybe where that work time is. Yeah. And I would say like something that has come that we've done differently in the last year probably has been like assigned. We've really clearly put like boundaries around work time and home time. Mm -hmm. Um, And the boundaries are clear now how much I listen to them is, is not out. I'm not, I don't have perfect attendance on them, but I would say that that's really been a shift where it's like, I know I, I have clients scheduled till I can probably name it off six on Mondays, four, five on Tuesdays, six on Wednesdays, four on Thursdays, three on Fridays. And basically after that, then it's expected that I'd be home within basically a half hour of that. And, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm at home. I'm with the kids and helping out and with you and making supper and doing those things. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's been probably good for me because I feel like every day I could probably work 15 hours. There's 15 hours of things to do, but it's really kind of made me prioritize and whatever gets done in that time is, is the work day. No, that's been amazing for sure to have that kind of those boundaries and that structure set up and that has been within like the last year for sure. Mm -hmm. I kind of know, I have an idea of when he'll be home. He usually calls me, lets me know for sure. It's been nice if there's, especially if there's any sort of change to that schedule, Mm -hmm. like that definitely helps. And it's something that we haven't really had our whole marriage. It's been the trades. Yeah. It's been me kind of deciding when I'm done or not. And you're Mm -hmm. kind of been at that mercy and, Mm-hmm. And this seems to be working well for both of us. Yeah. And I think part of it is the business is at a point that it feels like we can kind of set a little bit more of a schedule for sure. Versus like feeling like we have to be in a time of sacrifice mm-hmm. and just work, 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 work. I think we've realized the importance of family life and life outside of work too. Mm-hmm. Was there another part to that question? No, I think that was it. Okay. So that is the end of the questions there. And I would say that that's kind of going to be a wrap on, on today's podcast. I definitely want to save some of this conversation for a future episode. So maybe in 10 years, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but what I have noticed is that, you know, at the beginning of this, I think it was a 
really something you were not looking forward to. <laughs> I had to promise that I'd be on the beginning of the trip so you didn't have it hanging over your head. And I think even minutes before I hit record, you're ready to chuck me in the ocean. <laughs> but I do have to say that here we are, we're holding hands. And it seems like as we've had this conversation, it's it's been even, we've been able to kind of forget that the microphone's here and it's felt like a connecting conversation even to watch you just show up as you and the loving person that you are. I think you're a gift to the world and I so appreciate that you are willing to share here even on this platform. So thank you. Thanks, Brett. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com and become the difference you need in your relationship.